0: up you guys welcome back a new episode just so we're clear you know the deal it's me Hanley and my dear friend Marissa True
1: hello I should have done a festive one
0: you know ho 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 I, I don't fucking know it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um uh every week we keep it coming that quality content those quality it hellos whole
1: season one whole season of just creative hellos i'm going to have to go back and listen to see if i repeated myself at all because surely i must have done
0: by now well you know if anyone says you don't have range just show them this
1: yeah. yeah just all audio clips from all of our intros that's the worst if that was part of my portfolio i would never get a job
0: <laughs> it's like so what can you do i can say hello in, in a
1: multitude of ways Yeah. To offer some context, guys, I was just telling Hanley a very quick story about how I went for a voice audition. And it was my first one. I've never really done voiceover work unless it was part of a gig I was already involved in. And the guy basically told me that it sounded like I was either really cold or didn't have any self-confidence, which was really confronting. Because I... I thought I did have those things. I thought I was, I thought I was cool and I thought I was approachable and I thought I was warm, but turns out I'm dead inside. So hello. Don't take it personally. (laughs) It was like, it was like American Idol where I got got Simon Cowell's critique and he was like, oh, you call that a voice?
0: (laughs) To be fair though, to be fair though, like voiceover work is another form of like acting and putting it on. It's really is. hard but, like you know i i've done mul- i've done so much voiceover work i've done like um documentary style and i've done radio and i guarantee i sound different on all levels my radio voice is so different
1: i've just had comments before being like you sound very bbc which i personally
0: like but for brands they're like Ugh, stale so- <laughs> I, well i sound super mtv i guess i know why anyway Let's jump in into today's episode. As you guys can see from the title, we have a guest coming on in just a little bit. And wow, Sahur is such a woman. Like She is so special. She's so inspiring. I personally love what she does with her talent. She's out there on the gram creating beauty, sharing the good word, and also just being an icon um, out here in Singapore of just brown beauty.
1: Yeah, so Sahur Salim is a professional makeup artist. Uh, She's huge on Instagram. Her work is absolutely stunning. Uh, She's got, you know, a makeup line in the pipeline, in the works that we're hopefully going to see launch in the next year or so. And guys, she's done all this at 23 years old. Technically 22, because her birthday's actually just passed now. So she's done, she's achieved so much and at the same time she's so authentic she's kind she's kind of uh, i was gonna say woke but i hate that word she's socially aware she's also just so smart um i gotta stop kissing her ass because i feel like we also did that in our interview with her but (laughs) sahur yeah you're cool i like you i'm a big fan
0: We're a big fan. So, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode just as much as we enjoyed chatting with our girl. Here it is. All right. We have Sahur Salim in the house. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, girl.
2: I'm so excited to be here. This is my first time on a podcast.
1: (gasps) That's what we like to hear. We love that exclusive edition (laughs) where we're like, oh, you've never (laughs) done this before? Welcome. We're professionals. I
0: can't
1: say that I
0: have. Yeah. Two seasons in. Oh, this is so fun. Yeah. We're popping your podcast virginity. Well, welcome. <laughs> As we, we promise, we make this thank smooth experience. I don't <laughs> like <this metaphor. laughs> So, girl, um, first and foremost, how are you? Like, how's, how's 2020? This has been a kind of a crazy year for a lot of people. I'm good. Let's start I'm there. I'm doing
2: good. I'm hanging in there. You know, I'm hoping for the best. But you're right. This year has been like a pile of trash. <laughs> Honestly, everything has just like gone up in the air and just trying to hang on. Um, yeah, but it's like today and maybe a little bit tomorrow, like last days of work. Um, it's my birthday on Saturday. And then between the 19th, which is my birthday, and like the end of December, no work gets done. You no. Know?
0: Yeah, no way.
1: Right? Dude, no. No, mid December onwards does not count. No, it really doesn't. So I
0: actually asked. Yeah. Oh sweet. Oh. Also, by the way, if your birthday is on Saturday, that means by the time this episode comes off, you will already have had celebrated. Oh my gosh! Yes. So I will have aged. Think about it as this podcast being a little little birthday podcast for you too. Before the audience, how old are you exactly? (laughs) I am turning twenty-three.
1: See, this blows my fucking mind because she's so young <laughs> like you know it's one of those things that you know we've been we've become friends only recently and we get along and we kind of see eye to eye and a lot of stuff and then suddenly, i'm like she's six years younger than me oh my god it's not that much it's half it's more than half a
2: decade bro i have friends who are in their mid 40s and they have this like Crisis every time, and I'm like, no, it's like not a big deal. Um, age is one just of a my number. friends, age is just a number. One of my friends, uh, she helped me out with my master class, and like she also works in the events industry, so we meet a lot, um, and we're quite close. So she's actually born on the 12th of October, 1976, and the reason I mention that is because my mom is born on the thirteenth of October nineteen seventy-six. So she's exactly like one day older than my mom. And she just she's like, Oh my god, no, I'm older than your mom. I'm like, it's <laughs> not like it barely counts. And she she always jokes to me. She's like, you know, if I had kids at the right age, I wouldn't have to work now. They would be working. <laughs> and like I try to assure her, but yeah.
0: There's so much wisdom that you get from older friends. I think this is like this is one of the joys of just navigating through life is having connections and making friends with people that do have maybe a bigger age gap than you and then realizing that we're yes. all equally messed up. Like I don't care how many years you have on me when it comes to certain matters like matters of like the heart, like when it comes to love, relationships or just handling our shit, we are Trash. all pretty much just babies just struggling to <laughs> hang on. <laughs> No, it's completely
1: true. We're I think all the it's same. Also, It also helps put your relationship with your parents in perspective because you're also like, oh, you still don't get it either. <laughs> so like your main sources of guidance, you're like, you don't know. Like you're guessing as much as I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, girl, let's go a little backtrack into you, who you are, because... First and foremost, before Marissa and I had the pleasure of getting to know you deeper, I think it's fair to say that we both like deeply admire what you do. You are so crazy talented. You are so successful, but also just being a representative for, you know, brown skin girls in the community around the world. We are here for it. So let's start with the beginning. How did you become the makeup guru the Instagram beauty queen that Um, you are today? Okay,
2: so I would say it began when I finished high school in 2015. Um, I had about four months before I went to university. And um, so my plan with university was always like, get a degree that I can get a job with where I can make a bunch of money and have my own makeup salon. Because I was really into makeup. But it was like, in 2015, you know, social media hadn't taken off as much as it has now. Like it was still quite prevalent but not not as much and it wasn't as accessible so I was like all right yeah like I'll just post these videos for fun you know and so I started making videos and I was posting them just to pass the time four months and um one of them went like really viral and it was like all over the place I got a lot of like magazines asking to feature me and then it was all over Instagram and I got a whole bunch of followers from it and I was like oh well, this is cool, you know, like, I was 17, um, and then it was, like, Cosmopolitan, Mary Claire, Huffington Post, they were all, like, emailing me, it was, like, questions for interviews, and I was, like, ah, oh, this is really cool. What was the What was the video? Okay, so the video, basically, at that time in the makeup community, what people were doing is they would, like, use, like, different cream products on their face and make, like, patterns and call it, like, a contour video. So I don't know if you guys remember, there was, like, clown contouring where you draw yeah yeah yeah. so what I did was I did my own version of it I did a henna contour where basically I drew I'm also quite into henna um I drew some henna designs on my face using like concealer and like a contour cream and then I blended it out and then it was just like and it was I guess I don't know I can't watch it now without feeling a little (gasps) awkward but I think it's awesome people seem to like it yeah so then um that video blew up and I was like, huh, maybe, maybe this is something, you know? And then my parents also had no concept of social media before that uh, nice. or like, you know, beauty influencering, but then they were quite happy. So my dad's like, you know what, let's go get you a nice proper camera so you can do it properly because that video, like I was out of focus, like half the video, <laughs> I had to cut out so much footage. <laughs> yeah. So then I would say that was the turning point where I kind of like, really got into it, but I was still studying. And then it started picking up more like a year later, I would say late 2016. That's when my more of my videos started blowing up. And then I hit like hundred thousand, I hit two hundred thousand. That's when most of my following grew. And then um in but I think at that point a lot of people still didn't know that I lived in Singapore, even though it was like always in my bio. Um I, I don't know, they just didn't believe that I lived in Singapore. But I think towards right at the end of 2016 and the start of 2017 was when people started fighting out and then they started inviting me to events. And then, you know, when you go to an event, like you meet more people there, they're like, oh, I've seen your Instagram. I don't know. You lived here. I'm like, have you really seen my Instagram then? Like, it's right there in the bio with the flag. But yeah, so then how long ago was that? Wow, that's almost four years ago. So it's just been four years of like, meeting people and just working and making videos like trying to improve every day with like every video. And
1: yeah, that's it. But I mean, you still went to university and did your degree. I did. And then you did. So if I remember rightly, it was accounting and finance it was yeah which is so I guess I I guess it's not really the conventional pairing with like makeup artistry like it's not but I mean if you're I I guess if you're setting yourself up as like a business or as a brand that's pretty handy
0: oh it's it's amazing And, and when Marissa was sharing this with me um I was like she's she's set because you are a creative, but you also understand the business and numbers, which is a rare combination. I was, <laughs> it's very rare was to have okay two. University, you guys, like I barely understand.
2: I understand just enough to get by.
1: Okay, no, I think you are underselling because you also told me you did higher level maths. So let's okay. just take a minute. Yes,
2: I did do higher level math.
1: Um, oh wow, well, but- I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Numbers are hard. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah,
2: no, high level math I feel like was one of the most traumatic things <laughs> I've ever been through. I I was like crying or like so anxious every day of the week.
0: I can't, I don't guys, I did math. So studies, did I. So, it's like <laughs> So just everybody, okay, so a little backstory. So Sahar went to an international school, similar to Marissa and I, and so that means you did the IB, which I'm, the IB is, I mean, I just had to explain this to our followers. It's like the international. It's the most intense academic system
1: you can go through. There we go. It's
0: similar to like a JC, like a junior college, but it's a bit more, Recognize because it is like the hardest one to do yeah so we did that and to do higher math in IB you're basically doing university did, level math like, I did at, some like, math in university, university yeah. for
2: my accounting and finance degree and it was the same if not easier than my HL math stuff
0: yeah. girl you are talking <laughs> to the opposite end of no. the spectrum university okay and I well, over no, here just like, say, what
1: I'm sorry to say this, but you are a lot worse with numbers than I am. There's a reason why I control our finances. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm horrible with numbers. I'm horrible with numbers. The, like, you know, when you go out with friends and the check comes and people like someone will always be like, yeah, I can sort out who owes what. I genuinely like lean back. Like my body repels oh, no. from big math. I'm like, nope. <laughs> uh. But the, and, so, sorry but the about sidetrack now but the one thing we're
1: talking i wanted to say um the other day i think it's by einstein and i really loved it and i think it perfectly encapsulates how you've taken like the creative makeup artistry and then coupled it with your numerical mind and it was um let me get this right it was creativity is intelligence having fun
2: i love that i've actually never Ooh, heard that before it's a good one. i came across
1: it i think in the last couple of weeks and i thought it was so beautiful because i feel like they're often they're often considered to be at war with each other like if you're creative you're not that smart and i think that's unfair mm-hmm.
2: i actually feel like creativity it's just like a matter of a perspective and then just like allowing yourself you know I think everyone has some sort of creativity within themselves in some sort of aspect. You know, there are so many ways you can express your creativity, even in like numerical or um, quantitative subjects like math or anything. But aside from that, you know, there are so many arts and crafts that you can show it like cooking or baking. You know, these are things that everyone does in their cooking, Every, you know, everybody eats, right? I feel like being creative is just a matter of a... Like accepting that when you try something, you're going to suck at it. But the more you keep trying, you'll get better. And then I also think that, you know, your parents encouraging you to be creative plays like a pretty big role in it. You know, I was creative when I was really young and my parents were really supportive. But they were, you know, like, you got to get a degree. Like, you got to, you want to do this? Okay. But you got to do the other shit too.
1: Yeah. Like, you still, you still got to get the grades.
2: <laughs> yeah. You still got to get the grades speaking of my parents my mom just wanted <laughs> hi mrs salim <laughs> she can't hear you oh, but yeah. yeah so i think if you know like what you said creativity is just intelligence i agree like i think people underestimate how much it takes to be creative in any aspect but also that it's something anybody can do if it's just a matter of no, like allowing yourself to fail mm. and then going like, well, I'll try again and I'll be better next time,
0: you know? For sure. I think that's so important, like allowing yourself to fail, especially when you're a freelancer and especially when when you're by yourself and you don't really have a team to kind of perp you up, which is the reality for a lot of people who work online. I think that one thing people don't see when they look at an Instagram page or how far someone comes is the struggles that they go through and the hard work that they put into. You have um, uh, 313,000 followers, which is a huge number. So in kind of line with what people don't see, with all the hard work that you put into your brand and everything that you've built, could you care to share some of the challenges that maybe have been your way? Okay, so when
2: I was in university, which was all the way up until mid-2019, so I only graduated a year and a half ago. Um, It was just, like, a constant struggle of, well, if I... Do I study more? Do I sleep more? Like, do I work on... Or do I work on my career, you know? So, And also, my fiancé, my now-fiancé, then boyfriend, he was also studying. He was in the UK. So I was also in a long-distance relationship. And the way that everything turned out to be is that I would end up staying up like all night if I wasn't talking to him I was filming a video for my page I was filming I was editing and then in the day I would go to class I would come back from class take a little nap but it was a lot of staying up very late and that like it was a horrible habit that I got into but it it enabled me to do everything that I did you know and so I feel like sometimes mm. people look at that and they're like, oh, my God, you achieve so much in a little amount of time. But it's like, yeah, but I fully gave up, like, having a normal sleep cycle. Even, like, my eating cycle is, like, fully messed up. And people be like, oh, my God, it's hard. You never sleep a time. And I'm like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't. Yeah, because I'll see your Instagram last or your WhatsApp last seen. It'll be like 3.57 a.m. Yeah. I'm
2: like, go to sleep, yeah.
1: girl. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like. Now it's better because I have my day to myself. You know, I can now I stay up at night because like I want to or like I'm trying to kick the habit or I'm talking to Aubin. But before it was like I really had no choice. You know, anytime I went to bed early, it was like, well, do I am I just like not working on my dream today? You know, it didn't. There was a long period of time where I was just like making videos and I didn't make any money for it. I was putting everything I had all like everything like you know if somebody wanted to give me something for my birthday I was like all right new camera or new lights you know Mm. everything I had I was studying I was putting back into it and this went on for years
1: I think I think that's something that especially when it comes to social media because like you guys said you only put out the finished product so it looks effortless it looks like oh here's what I have to show for myself but and but the thing is there is no true overnight success it's many overnights like it's many sleepless like sleep deprived anxious filled like constant pursuit and trying to negotiate whether you want to just take a break and rest versus but then i'm just going to be putting a pause on what i really want to be doing which is my Try to
2: find the balance
1: yeah i think that's a, yeah i think that's important that i guess i think maybe people some people forget that it takes actual work. Like it's not, it's not that easy. Yeah.
0: And also, and also courage because it's scary to put yourself out there to just post. And it's a sense of uh, vulnerability to be like, here I am. Full face, bare, literally. To open <laughs> up
2: because you never know, you know, who's watching, right? Like we can say, oh yeah, our followers are so supportive and they are. But sometimes it's, like, people watch, and you don't hate following. Like, that's a thing, right? Sometimes right. people will follow you just to, like, critique everything you do. And I think when you're younger, I was really young when I got started. You know, I was 17, 18. I think I stopped hearing at about 19. But, you know, that sort of thing, like, it really gets to you. Um, so it was hard to put myself out there again and again. But at the end of the day, it was always, like, uh, well, do I want this to work out or not? And then everything else in the way seems small. And i was okay. like, okay, so, I don't
1: but care. Then when, you're dealing with, when you're dealing with trolls, how did you build your resilience? Because I mean, I think plenty of people who are trying to put themselves out there on social media are dealing with barrage of like, unwarranted hatred. And like what, like, so do you want to share, you know, I don't know, an example yeah. of something horrible I you've received? I don't know.
2: I mean, all the time. Okay, so when my videos were blowing up in, like, 2016, the Instagram algorithm was really wonderful then. Like, videos would get hundreds of thousands, millions of views. Um, So that came with, like, thousands of comments. Some were nice, but my skin was quite bad then. I used to break out a lot. And they were quite, like, personally, they felt really personal. They were like, oh, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, this look is bad. It was like, oh, you know, um, why is she doing that with her face? Like, why are your lips like this? Your face looks like a crunch bar, you know, like things like this. And I was so upset. I remember when I was like 18, I was like, you know, like I'm working so hard to make these videos. Why are they talking to me like this? Like, I do not deserve this. But then you realize that when people say these things online, they're not talking about you. You know, it feels personal, but it's, They're projecting their own insecurities on you, you know, just because you look confident with the features that you have and they don't like it means they would not like it on themselves. You know, that's their own insecurity. It's not on you. You don't have to, like, hide because somebody else doesn't like something about you. That's their problem, right? Secondly, I'm a normal person. I have, you know, things go wrong sometimes, things go right, but I would never... Comment on anyone's anything and say, like, you look like shit. You know, like, I would never say that about anybody. I would never leave that comment. It doesn't matter how much I hate them. (laughs) You could run away with all my money. You know, like, you could destroy my life. I'm not leaving a comment telling you your face shape is weird. Like, I would talk about how you're a horrible person if you did something, right? But I would not personally critique somebody's looks like that. And I was, you know, I thought about it. I was like, yeah, because. I'm not a miserable person. And that's what it is. You know, when people project their insecurities on you, it's just that misery loves company. You know, they don't like seeing you confident. They don't like
0: seeing you do well. And they just want to bring you down. 100%. I mean, you 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 can only give what you have, right? And someone said this to me the other day. They're like, when you recognize beauty in others, it's because you can also are able to recognize beauty in yourself. And that goes to any extent. So it's the same way with people who are happy. Like they share that happiness because it's fully in them. But keyboard warriors are the worst. Trolls are nasty, man. Trolls are a waste of time. That's why
1: you maintain my status, which is slightly irrelevant <laughs> and no one even bothers. And Oh my God. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet wow. spot to be in. But then, <laughs> but then, I mean, aside from basically showing people how they can feel more beautiful or more comfortable in their own skin by offering a very humane like, look at how makeup can boost your confidence, especially if you have acne problems, which you said you had. Because I think a lot, of, a lot of people become so self-conscious especially when it becomes more of a clinical issue of they don't know how to leave the house and how much it affects your self-esteem is I think something people don't really get but then on the other side of that you're also representing a beauty standard that isn't actually that common in Singapore which is for lack of a better way of putting it like the brown beauty standard like the fact that you know it's not about being as fair as possible it's you, it's an owning your melanin it's i just guess match
0: your own skin yeah yeah yeah, oh 100 percent, Sahar. i actually think that you are the only one oh. that's on the scene that's like really yeah, pushing brown so. beauty out in
2: singapore unfortunately
0: yeah i mean the sigh the sigh says it all there's
2: definitely some, been sometimes when i'm at the table and i feel like like i'm the only one that looks even slightly like.
1: But how do you, you, you know? how do you deal with that? Like, do you take it on as something that you feel like you have to be the spokesperson, or like the 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 I, not the martyr, but the like the symbol for it, the spoke like, or do you just kind of,
2: not specifically in this situation, like i generally in life, being you know from I'm I'm Pakistani, so being from like a third world country that does not have a great reputation and being Muslim, I feel like. Everything I do I'm constantly a spokesperson for everything about me, you know? If I say something wrong or I do something wrong, it doesn't just reflect me as a person, it could reflect <clears throat> my whole ethnicity, it can reflect like my whole religion. So I try to be on my best behavior and you know, like it's it's okay. But um so not specifically in terms of like in the beauty scene, but um I think When I'm the only person in the room that's even like slightly tan or brown, um, I mean, I would love for there to be more people there as well. But I feel like, you know, at least the brand is trying. You know, at least they're making an effort because there are so many that are not even doing that. You know, they're just, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care about this entire demographic. And so at least they're trying and then sometimes people will reach out to me for like a campaign that's maybe not applicable to me. So for example, um, a lot of people, I got reached out by, I reached out. <laughs> a few people reached out to me to do a Dibavali campaign a couple of weeks ago and I turned them down. I said, um, you know, it's not fair because I don't celebrate Dibavali, I'm Muslim and it's like it's different to Christmas because the Bavali has such a like deep cultural, you know, um, undertone to undertone. Yeah. Like or origin. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not Indian. I don't celebrate the Bavali. I don't think that's the representation that anybody wants. Right. So I was like, no, I like I can suggest some other people who can do it, you know, um, but it's, it's not going to be me, you know. So I like seeing people point in the right direction. But I do think we have a long way to.
0: But yeah, I think I think that's such a oh my god. By the way, can we just like snaps and she's like culturally <laughs> ethical. Oh yeah, I, it, I think the bar is
1: on the Like floor. that is the such a on the <laughs> so this is this is something that I think is so fascinating. because like I understand your position in terms of at least the brands are trying, at least they're trying to make that effort, but the other side is if If they know you're Pakistani Muslim, then, like, why would they believe that? Like, because then I feel like you add another layer of issues, which is, oh, she's brown and she kind of looks like that ethnicity. She can do it. And it's like, that's like, to lack that cultural nuance is also bad. It's not that hard. Do your research.
2: It's just like a mental thing. Honestly, I feel every time this happens, I'm like, like, should I be offended that you think we're all the same or... Should I be glad that at least you're trying, you know, because I guess I don't really talk about my ethnicity or my religion as much. I try to just talk talk about makeup or fashion. I don't obviously like come out every day and I'm talking about it. So maybe, you know, people don't know. But yeah, it's always like, all right, this is the shitty thing you look at. You think we're all the same, but at least you're trying. So I'm trying to focus on the positive because. If I started focusing on the negative, like it's a spiral. It never ends. It never yeah.
0: ends. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when it comes to the beauty industry, because the beauty industry has so much controversy around it. Especially on top of that, when you are a minority, you're right. Like at least they're trying, stay hopeful, and try not to focus on the the stuff that's lacking because there is guys- still a lot of work to do. Even for me. Working as a model and, you know, I mean, I know that I'm the pan-Asian face and that's kind of ideal for a lot of brands, but I also have, like, tanned skin. And there has been moments where they just, they don't stock my color. And I'm so confused. I'm like, we're a Southeast Asian community living on the equator. I'm not even, like, dark and you guys don't have dark tones? Like, that's weird. That's weird. You guys
1: are way more forgiving than I am (laughs) I am very much of the attitude of it is 2020 this has been like part of the discourse for probably the better part of a decade and you still can't figure out that brown people come from different places (laughs) and also you can't stock more tones like I can't like I've I've told I've told the story before about the time I went to an event for a makeup launch where they the whole message was we're increasing our range to accommodate more skin tones and again like i i you know i'm brown i'm indonesian ethnicity and they didn't even come close to my color and then when i brought it up and i said listen like you know this is supposed to be a diversity focused line where's my shade and they were like oh yeah we don't go that dark i was like what? Is that- <laughs> you can't I-, I struggle with the the like public relations trying to get on the diversity bandwagon yeah. thing I, and the, I hate like, it. the posturing so i feel like i think you are so forgiving and i think it's a really nice attitude to be like you're trying but i'm also like try harder try harder i know <laughs> i
2: try more sincerely
1: yeah you it's know like, it's like brownwashing instead actually of actually
2: try not just pretend to try you know yeah um So for me, it's like, I feel very lucky that I have my own platform that I can control. You know, nobody can take it away from me. If I wake up tomorrow and I want to talk about something, nobody can stop. me. You know, it's my platform. I can talk about what I want. And I'm really lucky that I have it. I have so many people who listen, not just, you know, my followers, but also people who work in these brands, these PR agencies, um, not just in Singapore, but also globally. And I feel like it gives me a platform where, I can empower people on my own as well, you know? So I'm working on launching my own brands in a shit show, but for a better 2021, you know? So our first launch is just like, it's, it's five lipsticks, right? But including myself, our campaign has like nine, 10, nine, 10 models just for the five lipsticks because it was so important to me to show it not only on like every skin tone I could possibly find, it was also just, you know, because lipstick, you can't really, it's you don't know how it looks like on you until you try it, right? And you can't try it because of COVID. So I thought, you know, (laughs) the more I can widen the uh, models, like different ethnicities, different skin tones, different lip shapes, the easier it'll be for my consumers. And I know the work that it took To get there, and it was hard, but if I, one person, two, including my assistant, can do it in a matter of weeks, these massive companies that have so many people, like there's absolutely no excuse.
1: Exactly. I, yeah, and oh, and I will say, as someone who has tried your lipsticks, they (laughs) are amazing. Like the amount of work you you put into it, they just stay. So it stayed on my face for about 10 hours and I didn't even need to reapply. It was amazing. Oh my God,
2: stop.
1: <laughs> I still have it. I'm supposed to give it back to you, but I'm low-key yes. delaying.
0: <laughs> oh my God, guys. I have like lipstick foam oh my right God. now. Don't worry. I, I want to try. Juice. But wait, this is a perfect segue as well because we definitely wanted to talk about your makeup line. Can you give us a juicy like... Elevator pitch. Elevator pitch. When's it going to launch? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so <laughs>
2: it's just called Sahar's Art Beauty. Um, so the way that my Instagram, even before like I made makeup videos in 2015, it I made my Instagram account in 2013, um, or maybe 2014. I, on top of doing higher level math in IB, I also did higher level art. So.
0: Yeah, uh, I did higher so, level art too. I made the Instagram Yay. to
2: post my drawings. I used to do some drawings, some paintings. Um, actually, you know what? Give me one second. Let me grab some. <laughs> Give me a sec.
0: No, she's being she's being yeah, humble because guys, insane. I've seen her paintings when she posts them on her stories. She is so talented. Like it just when you see her paintings, guys, go check out and stalk her Instagram right now. All the details are in the description. But you'll see why her channel is called Sahar's Art. Like, you'll be like, oh, because yeah, a I've seen the portrait artist.
1: Hi, sorry. I did not hear any of those. Oh, no, that's fine. But... We were just hyping you up. You'll hear it when we actually <laughs> publish recordings. recording. But I want to thank you so much. <laughs> I just want to add that I would love for you to paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> OK,
2: sure. Sure. Let me get into that. Hold on. So this is a drawing that I did for my IB in 2014.
1: That is insane. It is. That's a drawing. No. That's like a photo.
2: It's Thank so amazing. Much. And then, this is a painting that I'm working on now. I started it a couple of months ago. It's been, like, abandoned back.
1: What the hell? <laughs> oh. Yeah, please paint My me. God.
2: Yeah, that's Who is that? I'm, I'm trying to fix her lips.
0: <gasps> it is Zendaya. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she... Oh. It is. Is that her it from is. Euphoria yeah, or from just Euphoria. her in general? Okay, Euphoria's makeup was just so fun so i
2: still have some like lip defining and curl defining to go so yeah it started as a place for me to post like my drawings and then um i did i didn't post that much because like, obviously i was busy crying in hl math um <laughs> then <laughs> then when i graduated i started drawing a bit more then I was really into makeup I was like you know what why not post the both? and then makeup started taking off and then there were many years when I didn't draw or paint at all and I got more into it when I had more time at home this year in quarantine. So you
1: you called Same your brand hair, yeah. Sahur's Art and I know that some of your samples are basically they're all inspired by famous pieces of are <laughs> yeah so we can cut
2: that out okay if you don't want to share no, it's okay yet. it's okay i'll i will say yeah. I just I just have brooding, no 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 <laughs> i'm her big reveal so i wanted the core of my brand to be about me well not me well the art you know because my love for makeup also started as a uh, sprout a little branch from my love for art, you know, and I felt like the two people don't realize how much the two like interlink, you know, doing makeup makes it so much easier for me to paint. Painting makes it easier for me to do makeup. You know, it's like they're not mutually exclusive. So I kind of wanted to put something out there that kind of bridges the gap between art and makeup a little bit. So Marissa said, um, we have a few exciting things planned and they are very, very i think they're quite true to what sahar's art be should be about because i posted a picture on my story and like a little poll and i was like hey you know like what do you what do you guys think we're launching and a lot of people actually guessed what we are going to launch you know that the collection is inspired by fine arts that um it's all it's all fine arts you know because that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I'm knowledgeable about. And
0: I feel like people like that sort of stuff, right? Like, who, who doesn't like art? Uh-oh. Oh, my God, I just cannot wait to see the whole collection. You know, I also can't wait for the day that you paint my face. Because you've touched yes. Marissa's face already. You made her look amazing. I even said to her, I was like, Marissa, that photo of you, of Sahar doing your yeah. face. Oh my god, no! And that's it. So to,
1: <laughs> to offer some, to offer some uh, context for our audience, I had a hosting gig doing an awards uh, award ceremony a week ago, a couple weeks ago. And I asked Sahar if she could kindly fix my face, which she did. and. I have never felt okay. This year has not been a year of dressing up and going out and like getting dolled up at all for me. Like I the fact that I have makeup on right now is an achievement. So to be completely dolled up and really, really feel beautiful. I haven't had that in a long time. And it just you made me feel so confident on stage. Like I knew I was I knew. Thank I you, looked Marissa. Good. You are so beautiful. You made my job so easy. Truly. I mean, I did not manage to like not tear up every single time you tried my like, mascara and <laughs> <in> my eyeliner. <laughs> it's okay. It's
2: okay. Trust me. I've seen it all.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, that was the stories she can tell of all her makeup. Oh, God. There's a lot that goes down. I also have some stories. I had one time a makeup artist cut off my eyelashes. I don't know if I've shared that what? with you before with scissors. <laughs> Oh, man. So she put on the mascara and then the mascara dried. And then she like took the eyelash curler, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to curl the lash before the mascara and the eyelash curler. You know, the rubbery bit. It was hard. So girl, girlfriend went to like curl my already like dry mascara eyelashes and she chopped them off in a row. And she didn't tell me. She didn't tell me. I wouldn't tell you. Yeah, she didn't I would have been like just oh put, fuck she just, exactly. <laughs> she put, I felt I actually felt something hit my cheek she put fake lashes on it was during fashion week a few years many years ago let me be real many years ago when I was um, doing catwalk and I went home I took off the fake eyelashes and my real lashes were not there traumatic thought, it's like that Mr. Bean
1: episode where he finds yeah, himself in a barber shop awful. and then he accidentally cuts some kids well he just goes to town cutting some kids hair because he thinks it's funny then the yeah. mom comes and picks it up. Yeah.
0: So I was the kid and my lashes were destroyed during fashion week, which is a really bad time to have your eyelashes cut off. Yeah. I thought you meant she was like, these are too long and just went at it with a pair of fine scissors. No. Girlfriend totally caught me. And I say girlfriend with a lot of spite. That's <laughs> I'm so salty. I-, I can hear it. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I think this is a great time to kind of round down. Okay. So. Firstly, thank you so much so far. You've been like one of my favorite guests this season. You're so easy to talk to. We're so excited to see what's going to come out out of your beauty line. But since it is your birthday, since the year is closing up to the end, and since you are so positive, so hopeful, maybe you can depart with us um, uh, and for our audience, something that you are looking forward to, apart from your beauty line. Give us a little hope. Um, What am I looking forward to? Well...
2: I don't know. they are things I'm looking forward to aren't really hopeful. They're just kind of like sad. Like, I'm looking forward. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing my fiance again. I haven't seen him since last December. So whenever we can both get vaccinated, you know, I would love to see him again because um, he's in France. France is not open to tourists. Singapore is not open to tourists. So we're both kind of like stuck in this. Travel limbo. See, I told you guys, it's sad, right? Look at No, but <laughs> ho- that
1: is something to be so hopeful for. Is to like to see your fiance. It's it's I, heartbreaking, so but it's not sad.
2: Okay, uh, something a little on a lighter note. I all this so before 2020, like we used to go to many events every week, you know, and. Seeing everyone, it was like nice. It was social. I didn't really do much outside of it, like social wise, because that was it was so social. You know, I saw all my friends every time we went out. We were hanging out like four or five times a week, and I really miss that. You know, like Marissa said, there haven't been any excuses to dress up, and even though like I do makeup a lot, I haven't been doing like super glam looks like I used to for a while. You know, I'm sitting at home. I'll do like a quick fifteen minute makeup if I need to film something. So. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone again, you know, I'm looking forward to us all hanging out, not being like, oh, they can only be like, I can only invite three people to my birthday party, you know, um, well, five people, but
0: you know, so I'm looking forward to just a sense of normalcy. hundred percent hundred percent well girls better days are on the horizon they are coming they're coming I believe that they're closer than we believe I feel it so yeah. it will happen and when it does happen I'll be back in Singapore by then Perfect. so we'll all see each other in person and then you can touch my face <laughs>
1: <laughs> so sounds so
0: creepy and then I, I passed you guys some lipsticks
1: <gasps> Woo! <laughs> that's all i'm
2: here for <laughs> okay great
0: great all right Sahar. well thank you so much for coming on thank the podcast. you so much for having me thank you and oh, uh, we'll catch up with you soon oh yeah final thing Sahar, just quickly tell people where they
1: can find you on instagram just so it's okay straightforward. so you
2: guys can find me on instagram at sahars art that is s-a-h-r-s-a-r-t um also on tiktok I, i'm on twitter but not really uh, you can just search me up on YouTube by my name, S-A-H-U-R-S-A-L-E-I-M.
0: Perfect. Woo! Sweet girl. we'll have a gorgeous rest of your day and we'll catch you soon. Thank you so much. And happy birthday. Hi. Oh, yeah. Happy Thank birthday. Thank
1: you.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, you guys. I had the best time. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs>